Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast initiative from Cyber Mentor, where we have open, honest conversations about identity, gender, diversity, and inclusion in STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Our episodes are recorded on Treaty 7 land. I'm Allie. I'm Hannah. And I'm Holly. And we are your hosts. Please be sure to keep all your limbs inside the vehicle because we are going full steam ahead. Thank you for tuning in to the second half of our conversation with our engineering STEAM dream team. Today we're diving into intersectionality and STEAM and how these women's diverse identities have impacted their experiences as young engineering students. Check out our most recent Spill the Steam episode where Holly, Allie, and I, I'm Hannah, talk about what intersectionality is and our experiences as women with intersectional identities. And so what is it like um, for all of you? How do your identities interact with your work or how does that impact your work? Um, And what are some of maybe the barriers that you've had to overcome as women with multiple identities when it comes to facing this this sort of more mainstream uh, study and profession like most step, like most uh, professions in STEM are. And our world is, just as a side note, but. Um, I would really like to talk on this one. Absolutely. I can, I can go in, as, uh, especially on this topic of intersectionality. Uh, I feel like I was, or I am, a minority within a minority within a minority, and it just like piles up. So obviously I'm Black. Uh, Being a Black woman in STEM has been the hardest thing for me. Like, yes, there's being a woman in STEM, but when you're a Black woman, when you can't see, I have not seen a single Black woman prof. I have not seen, like, I've seen one Black woman TA. And I've seen maybe two Black other Black women in my classes. It is so, so just disheartening sometimes and just like isolating. And you feel like you just need to be amazing because there's no one else. And people look at you as if you're the only person um, of your kind. Thus, we're going to judge everyone based on you. And so so from someone like me who like I lost a scholarship, I didn't excel as well as I wanted to academically. I felt like such a disappointment all the time. I felt like all eyes were on me and that I was just discrediting an entire like segment of people. I had the whole world on my shoulders kind of thing and like I would cry at night being like I'm just like doing such a dishon- like disservice to my family like being a Nigerian Canadian uh, woman. It's like I have family that like wish they had these opportunities and I wasn't doing them proud. So there's that whole part of that that I think really doesn't get talked about. Um, And I know a lot of um, international students can talk on that as well. Um, But also I have mental illness or mental illnesses. So I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And that's something that isn't really talked about in the black community as well. So adding that on top of that, I just felt really, really isolated. And I felt like I didn't really have anyone to turn to. And I'm a really big proponent on intersectionality. I've been following up on um, this phenomenon and it really is true. Like I can't differentiate myself from all the, the, the minorities 
I am a part of. It's all in one, all encompassing. So it makes you feel even more isolated as you go along. So the thing that really helped me, and it's really funny, it was just finding other people outside of engineering. Like at this point, it's just a fact. There's not going to be many people like me in engineering. It's okay. And you just keep trucking on. But I just made sure to really reach out to just, you know, friends that are in like political science or friends that are in, you know, other areas of university and share that common bond. Because when you're someone like me who is a minority within a minority, like you're not going to find someone that's exactly like you. It's just not possible. So you need to find people that, you know, cater to the different types of minorities that you are. And that's what kept me going. It's still really hard and it's still something I've been trying to like, like talk to myself about, something I haven't really, you know, come to terms with. But yeah, you do have the whole world on your shoulders and you do feel like you're letting a whole set of people down. But you shouldn't feel like that. There are so many other people that are doing just as good slash just as bad as you that aren't feeling this way because they don't feel that added pressure and you shouldn't feel that added pressure. You are doing amazing. Like don't try and compare yourself to other people and don't think you have to be the best of the best just because you there's only one of you in your class. So that's something I'd want to tell other maybe black women that are coming into and um, maybe women that have mental um, illnesses or people that are just not able-bodied like don't feel like you have to reach this level of success just because you're different realize that it's okay to fail and it's okay to not be amazing and just do you that's so beautiful and inspiring thank you stephanie and i like how you point out um the finding your people um, and wherever the people are, just find, finding them. I think that's such a great part about, about STEM and about a lot of STEM careers is a lot of people think like, oh, if I'm a biologist, I'm only going to hang out with biologists. But I think a great perspective is, is making sure that you are meeting lots of people in interdisciplinary fields and, and, and learning from different people and, and finding your people uh, wherever they are, um, especially because, like you said, like, uh, having lots of layers to your identity, finding people who have similar experiences to you with, with the same layers of identity as you might actually be really challenging. So being able to expand your network and going and finding people in different places is a great, is a great strategy to try to connect with different people who are maybe experiencing similar situations, but in different contexts. Does anyone else want to chat or share about their experiences as a uh, as having intersectional identities and how maybe that's impact you? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, so I'm, I'm indigenous. And so for me, when I, I know one other person in my year in all of engineering who is also indigenous. So that's pretty, uh, pretty wild for me. I think same with like what Stephanie said, when you look around your class and there's like one other person who's like you is it's pretty wild. Um, and something that like kind of helped me to feel um, like better and more at home was to like try and find places outside of the conventional like engineering community that I would be in every single day where I could fit in because the reality is like I don't fit in in the broad like the general population of my class in every way so like I would go to the native center or what's now called the writing symbols lodge in Mac Hall and I would like 
go and talk to people there. I, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm working on starting an Indigenous um, STEM club, just to like try and build that community here. When uh, I would also, like I took a lot of initiative just like myself in like first and second year to go to conferences and there's like conferences both like by the Assembly of First Nations or by um, organizations like ACES and basically I was able to like meet other people like me that bring across like people who are Indigenous who are in STEM and like to find out like you're not the only one and people have like the same experiences as you and feel the same way is like it makes a world of difference it like makes you just like feel so much better so honestly like what made the biggest difference for me was just like trying to find that community and often like honestly it's not there and you kind of have to create it like you have to go and be like hey can you please give me funding so I can go to this conference so I can fly across the country to find someone who might have a similar experience to me so it, it's kind of weird but I think if you can just like really seek that out that does help um and um also just like try and be like honest with yourself about your experience and like try and understand it for yourself because like generally if you have like a unique um identity or like that's not the majority identity people won't understand it and then it's hard like if you don't understand it and you haven't taken the time to think about it it's like hard to communicate that to other people and it just like compounds itself so like for me through my degree it's a lot of been like finding out things about like my family and how like Canadian history and events has like shaped my family. So I, I feel like that's helped me a lot. Um, and then I guess like another layer you could think about with intersectionality for me personally is um, I had a lot of concussions in high school because I play hockey, so I have brain damage. And I actually, nobody knows, like I don't think any single prof knows about this and I guess that's out the window now, but um, <laughs> I'd like, maybe like three of my close friends know about this so like when I was in going into grade nine grade 10 I had a few concussions and I actually like almost failed grade 10 math um but I passed and like I worked really hard and studied and I got into engineering but so for me I've really had to I had to learn how to manage those things so sometimes I would have accommodations in high school sometimes I wouldn't it would like depend on how the symptoms would come and go and in engineering, there's almost kind of like a culture or an expectation that you're really going to like push yourself the hardest. And it's almost like a badge of honor to be like, oh my God, I stayed up 24 hours studying for the midterm. And like, look how many Red Bull I drank and look how like, how I'm like killing myself to do well. And so in first year, I would like try and like kind of keep up with that pace. And like, I physically can't, like if I don't sleep and I don't do these things, um, like I'm more susceptible to having like depression and anxiety because of that. So I had, I like kind of shot myself in the foot in a way by like pushing myself to keep up with this pace that's like, oh, you have to do it. Like you're in engineering, that's what engineers do. Like, how are you even an engineer if you're not staying up till midnight or three in the morning cramming? So I really like, I had to take a step back. I, I maybe will do one of these on mental health. Like I actually had like a, like a panic attack in an exam, I couldn't finish the exam and I had to like go to the wellness center and go get counseling and like try and work through these things. And I had to like separate out for me, okay, engineering kind of has this way of approaching problems and that like doesn't work for me. Like my brain can't not sleep. My brain can't study for this long. Like I had to learn like what worked for me and strategies and like 
my friends were really supportive. I had some profs who were really supportive who didn't like know what's going on. So for me, I feel like if I tell people, oh, like I have these concussions and like my brain doesn't work like everyone else in engineering, like it's really competitive and people do like tend to label people like, oh, you're like smart or you're not smart or like you're a good student or you're kind of dumb. Like either we want you in our lab group or we don't. So that's why for me, I like didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to be like, seen as like oh she's dumb we don't want her um so then you sometimes you see like the effects of it like wow jasmine's really anxious but you don't know why so i think sometimes it's hard uh to like figure things out for yourself so like if you're in engineering or you're coming into engineering and you kind of almost have to like take um like figure that out for yourself and like try and find resources and like people around you to support you in what works best because um it's not something that's really talked about or open either. So if you say like, oh, I have, I'm feeling really like anxious or depressed, or I had a panic attack in the exam, everyone's like, oh, okay. And like, nobody knows what to say because people don't talk about things like that. Or like culture, identity, everyone's like, oh, that's social studies, we left that in grade 12, you know? So I think it, it, it helped, it's helped me at least to kind of like take the time to figure some of those things out for myself just almost like can like explain to myself like oh it's all right that I'm like feeling this way or experiencing this thing and it makes sense when I think about all these other factors so I mean the concept of intersectionality has like helped me a lot as I've learned about it and it uh, just helps me to like understand things better and find ways to like be proactive and find tools and strategies to be more successful that's that's wonderful thank you so much for sharing Jasmine and, and thank you for sharing so vulnerably. I think um, this is something that I think is probably really exasperated in uh, wait, exacerbated. Oh no, what's the word? Exacerbated. <laughs> exacerbated um, by uh, in, in your experience with, uh, with engineering culture. But I think that it's also um, like not to the same extent, but also something that I that I experienced in like a social science degree in university. Um, and I think next week we're going to touch on first year fears and talk a little bit more about university in general and and about experiences uh, in and fears about coming into a university environment and some myths about that. But I think that yeah, it must be very challenging to be in like a in like such a, a academically rigorous program to have that all sort of really compounded on on each other. And I'm so glad that intersectionality has been like a useful tool for you to understand and make sense of things. Um, does anyone else want to share their experiences? Yeah, I can go for it. Um, so I'm a female and a sick Canadian, so a person of color. And I think as both Jasmine and Stephanie said, you know, these labels make you feel like you're the other. And especially in engineering, it's, it's another thing you have to battle. And it's, you know, it's not talked about in any textbook, but it's just this kind of invisible backpack that you're wearing. Um, and yeah, you're working, I guess, against it in some ways. But I think what Stephanie brought up about, you know, the there is a world beyond engineering. And I think I only probably realized this maybe in second or third year, but, you know, the beauty of university is you can find these friend groups that aren't just in your classroom. You can join clubs, you can be part of other societies that aren't in engineering. And I think some of my most enriching and kind of soul satisfying relationships have not necessarily been in engineering. And I think for some people that works out and you know, they're really, they really have that core engineering group, but it's also, 
important to know that sometimes that doesn't work out. And sometimes, like Stephanie said, you might not see someone who identifies like you. And so I think some of those relationships outside of engineering have actually helped me have perspective and kind of see some of the areas that I want to improve on in engineering and see some of the kind of gaps that exist. And I think it's a really cool time. Like university offers that. There's, you know, at the University of Calgary, 30,000 undergraduate students. So there's so many people you can kind of meet um, beyond your classroom. And what Jasmine also said about seeking out uh, conferences or other communities, even across Canada, I think in my third year, I had the opportunity to go all the way to Ontario for the YWCA's uh, Young Women in Leadership Summit. So it was really amazing because I was able to meet these other females from all provinces and all territories in Canada who all came from a myriad of different backgrounds. I think I was the only person from engineering, but you know, these amazing females really kind of showed me that there is something beyond engineering and I can actually use my engineering background to an advantage. I can bring that, you know, those, some of those critical thinking skills to advance female and women's issues at large. And I think it's really cool kind of being in that position where you can, you know, I am an engineer, but I'm also so many of these other identities and I can kind of combine those together and participate and actually meaningfully, I guess, contribute to some of these other communities across Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly why diversity in um, STEM and engineering is so important. Um, engineers, you know, they're designing things to make the world a better place. And how can you do that successfully if you don't have perspectives from people with different life experiences? So that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I definitely agree with what some of the ladies said about seeking out these different communities, because I know Personally, that was a big part of my experience on campus was making sure I am proactive about making time for these different communities that I belong to, because I find that um, through the rigor and pace of engineering and as what Stephanie referred to about kind of suppressing like her, her girly interests and all that, you kind of almost somehow forget some of those parts of your identity or are kind of left on the back burner because you're, you're kind of, it's all lost in that engineering grind sometimes. And taking time to be around people that can understand those those things that make you different from the rest of your peers, um, it can be very refreshing. It's really a breath of fresh air sometimes, and I think it's it's important to be proactive about that um, and not not let yourself get lost in the mess. But yeah, I think it, it definitely makes a big difference. And clubs are one way to get involved with people from outside of engineering and putting yourself out there always the way to go. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been my experience as well, was just making time for those different communities and not, not losing those parts of my identity in the mess. Uh, yeah, for me, I would say um, definitely whenever you like apply for a job, they usually have like a checklist of whether you fit into the minority category. And so I've always like been in the visible minority category, which honestly for me has never really been a challenge which i'm really grateful for i've always kind of felt accepted in the workplace and even in the school community i have like a group of friends that are all different cultures and diversities and i absolutely love it um and i think it's so cute when people bring in like different things from their um countries and like bring it over after vacation and give it to me and i think it's it's awesome amazing i think uh i want to give anyone a last chance? I know we've talked a lot about confidence. I don't know about any of you, but sometimes when I'm not feeling confident, I make myself stand in front of a mirror and be like, you are amazing. You 
are very good at giving yourself pep talks. You are sometimes funny. Um, so I don't know if anyone else has any confidence, maybe one last confidence tip before we, before we wrap up here. I have a little confidence tip, and this is something that I tell not only myself um, when I'm having long conversations in my head while walking my dog or driving, but I actually have like started making a point of telling this to my friends when I find that they're, you know, being particularly hard on themselves, whether it's in about things related to academics or works is they have to stop and then they have to make like a list equally as long of all the things that they're doing well at or, you know, that they excel in or all of their strengths that they're bringing to a job or a relationship. Because um, I think we, we spend so much time being hard on ourselves and focusing on what we can improve and, you know, where do we need to grow and learn and what can we be better at. But we, we don't take that same time to recognize all of the things that we're amazing at and all of the wonderful things we bring to the table. So whenever I find I'm getting into that negative space, like, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm behind, all oh, my notes aren't organized or whatever it is, I just stop and I also make a list of the things that I'm doing well right now. That is wonderful. And I think that these are really key strategies um, that uh, we've sort of spoken about, about the importance of being able to have the confidence uh, and building up your confidence and ability to say like, hey, like I, I am going to be who I'm going to be. I am who I am. And I am a strong woman in STEM um, or whoever, whoever you are. I'm a, I'll be a strong woman in social work. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the sixth episode of Full Steam Ahead. If you enjoyed our conversations, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message or like or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We are at CyberMentor, C-Y-B-E-R-M-E-N-T-O-R, -E or you can check out our website, CyberMentor.ca. We want to thank our STEAM Dream team from engineering, Manpreet, Stephanie, Anne-Marie, Caroline, Jasmine, and Shaliza for their vulnerability and their honesty and for spending some time with us to tell us more about their lives and what it's like to be a woman in engineering. Be sure to stay on board because we're still going full steam ahead and we look forward to seeing you next time.